Welcome to Fem Collective with Katie, Stacy, and Mai. Okay, so today we're going to talk about vulnerability. Uh, it's something that I value, and so I wanted to have the chance to get us started today. Um, I also wanted to start by defining what vulnerability is. So I Googled it. Um, and that's a little bit, that's a little throwback to my, from one of the earlier, uh, conversations we had where she had to Google and use a thesaurus for some of the words, but, that's right. um, <laughs> right. so, uh, vulnerability is the, is the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally. Mm. So I thought one of the kind of the operative phrase there was being exposed to the possibility. Um, I think that really kind of puts us in the right mind frame for talking about this here. Yeah, yeah. And so while there is a commonly accepted definition for, for vulnerability, um, it means and looks like something different to each one of us. And I know we all feel very differently about this topic, which I think is what's going to make it so interesting for us to talk about. Yeah. And in terms of some background, uh, about six years ago, I gave a talk at work about vulnerability. Something that served as the jumping off point for that conversation was uh, a pretty famous TED talk by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. And she really ended up bringing vulnerability into the light. I think that a lot of people didn't think about it uh, in terms of work or even, you know, it. It, it probably wasn't even something that was uh, often discussed before then, or it, at least it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So um, she drew a really clear uh, line between connection and vulnerability. And I, I re-listened to it um, this morning to try to kind of bring back some of those memories. And it, it really brought me to one of our first uh, podcast episodes was where we talked about how important it was for us to have connection and friendships and things like that. And so I was thinking, gosh, that's why vulnerability, I think is so important in our friendships. And so I, I think that that's why this will be a really good conversation today. And I, I wanted to kick it off with a very personal story for me. And that is that when I gave this talk six years ago, and it was on a panel with a few other people, um, we were asked to listen to this TED talk and talk about how that impacted us. And, you know, for as long as I can recall, I've had a, a speech impediment, a stutter, and I've worked my whole life to try to hide it. And I'm really good at it. I've got a you know, I've got kind of all these tricks where I can use a different word when one of them might have been more difficult for me to use, but it also sometimes ends up making me feel like I'm not, like I appear that I am not smart or I appear that I'm very nervous mm -hmm. um, because I'm not using quite the right word, right? Katie, so, can I ask you a question really yeah, yeah. Um, When did you first realize that this was a challenge for you, that the stuttering was a challenge at what age? I mean, pretty early because you can tell that you're different and kids are pretty relentless and they'll make fun of you. And that definitely happened to me. Yeah. So if you're different and you're 
you know, quote unquote weird, um, you're going to hear about it. Like, it's not going to be some secret till later in your life. And I, I definitely heard about it early on. But my parents put me in speech therapy and it's gotten so much better over the years, um, which, you know, normally when I tell people that I have a stutter, a lot of people just say, oh my gosh, I never knew that. Or that's I what I said. Tell. Remember? Right. Yes. yes, that's exactly what you said when I told you. It's, um, it, but it's, but that's very masterful of me. So the reason why people can't tell is because I'm actively trying to hide it, which mm. also means I'm actively trying to not be me because I am mm. worried about what someone else might think about who I really am. And so I went, I, in my late twenties, maybe very early thirties, I went to a speech therapist in Dallas where I lived at the time. And she we went through a very long program. I mean, it was probably like three months where I went once a week. And one, during one of our sessions, she said, you know, something that ends up really helping people is to admit that they have a stutter to tell people about it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I mean, that's just, I've been trying to cover this up and hide it. And I don't want anyone to know. And I think I've been doing a pretty good job of it. Um, but it, it is always with me. It's always, it always is uh, kind of this bubbling anxiety because I can't just speak freely all the time. So I thought about that. And probably a year later, I had the opportunity to be on this panel that I'm, I'm talking about. So kind of bringing back to that, I thought, okay, you know what, maybe this is the time where I can disclose that I have a stutter. That is absolutely one of the most vulnerable things I'll ever do. And I think there were you know, three, 400 people on this call, people wow. that were colleagues that were, you know, superior or peers or younger people than me. Um, and I was shaking for sure. I was so nervous um, to talk about this, but I told everyone on the phone that this is something I've been struggling with forever. And this is really important to me to be fully myself and talk about vulnerability in this way. And um, at the end of the, at the end of our panel discussion, I remember getting back to my computer and looking at emails and they just poured in and it wasn't a bunch of people saying, wow, I can't believe you have a stutter. How do you have the job you have? Or it, it wasn't the thing that you worry about, you know, the, the, the fear that you have, it, it was people going, wow, that's so brave of you. I'm so mm -hmm. impressed. Thank you so much for sharing that. I have something I want to say now as a result. And, you know, and you just see this, um, that, that vulnerability is not uh, weakness. It really is viewed as strength and courage. And you don't believe it when you are about to tell someone something that's very vulnerable because you do, you are opening yourself to the possibility that you could be attacked or harmed emotionally mm -hmm. and you're doing it. No strings attached. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going to happen after that. I didn't know if maybe, you know, my boss was listening at the time and may not give me the next project. That was a presentation or, you know, I didn't know what people might think of me at that point. Um, but that is what vulnerability is all about to me is to really kind of put yourself out there with no guarantee. Like it's, uh, this is it. And you have no guarantee of what is going to happen as a result of what you're about to say. And so I thought that was really um, an important time for me. Uh, did any of you listen to that call? Do you remember that? 
No, no, I didn't. I don't think I wasn't at that time. I wasn't that engaged in that program where you were on that call. So I didn't, but I just, what stood out to me and you saying that was at the end, kind of the exponential impact that it had. Like, and so I think we have to get to a point where it's not about us because if we make it about us, there's fear and all of that. But if we make it about serving others, like what is this going to, what impact is this going to have? If I share something so deeply intimate as something that you shared, Katie, with a stuttering problem, like knowing that you might be viewed as less than or incapable when you really aren't. And the other point I wanted to make from what you said too, was just that um, like having the bravery to do that, um, I think it opens up people's minds because people are so judgmental. So for me to hear you stutter and know how smart you are and see how smart you're able to articulate different things, it's like, hey, look, this is somebody who has a challenge, yet they are still smart. So there is an and component. Mm-hmm. Yes, I struggle with something, but I'm still a really phenomenal individual. And I think that's a beautiful thing to display. Thank you. I think, you know, that's a really good point. I, I'm not sure that I did think about it that way when I was, you know, disclosing that I have a stutter. I don't think I thought this is going to help people. I thought this is going to help me and it did, but there is, there's that and component again, you know, I mean, it did help me, but it also helped them. And I thought that was really great. So like I said at the beginning, we all feel differently comfortable with vulnerability, and I know my struggles with it. Um, Mai, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's funny you said I struggle with it. I, I've been a little anxious just about this whole conversation. Uh, that's how much I struggle with it, I guess. But so I just have a hard time in general um, being vulnerable usually with the people closest to me, I'll, I'll be honest. And, and it's like with my parents, with my siblings, even my husband, my kids. And um, I think a lot of it, I've been just trying to think where it comes from. I mean, obviously I think it comes from like when I was younger because my kids have never made me feel like, you know, exposed. <laughs> They've never abused me when I think of the definition. But um, I've almost like, it, it, as I've grown up, I've almost equated being a very blunt, raw person, which I am, to being vulnerable. And as we've been talking about vulnerability, I, I, I almost realized like they're not the same thing, right? So I usually, when I'm, I'm meeting somebody or I'm talking with somebody, I may be very blunt and say something that most people don't feel comfortable saying, right? Calling someone out or, or just making an observation that may not, that may be a little awkward. But I also at times share stories about myself just to be a little more relatable. And I think the person may see that I'd be vulnerable vulnerable, or myself. I see it as, you know, I'm sharing something about myself. So I'm being vulnerable, but it's all calculated in the sense where I'm only sharing what, um, you know, I feel comfortable with sharing. I don't really feel exposed by sharing certain things. I just share facts or different things that I, that, that don't that don't make me feel some type of way by, by sharing them. And, but I know for sure, like in our relationship, I know I've been vulnerable with you too. And, and now I've, I also have other close relationships where I've also been vulnerable and through it all, you know, I, I realized that I, I definitely struggle with, with um, super woman, super woman syndrome. But when I say that, I don't mean in the sense where 
I want to do it all by myself with like neglecting myself, but more so where I do enjoy being perceived as a very strong, independent, um, confident woman. Um, and as I was thinking about everything, I realized that like when I was a little girl, I was, I'm very sensitive and people don't really notice that first thing they think that I'm, I'm not sensitive, but I am, I'm a very sensitive person depending on who I'm talking to, the person can like legit hurt my feelings. And I do remember that um, as a little girl, I was constantly being told, you know, stop crying, stop whining, you know, stop acting like a girl. That's what you get when you have three brothers, right? The one mm-hmm. thing they'll say is stop acting like a girl. <laughs> Which is like slash, a clown, I guess. I'm, I'm a girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I remember hearing that a lot. And then therefore there were times when like I, I would, over the years, as I've gotten older, I would try to be vulnerable with, with my parents and just different things that, that I was feeling. And I remember either being dismissed, ignored, or more so like being saying like, you're really dramatic. I mean, you're just being a little emotional, right? So tone it down, get over it and keep being who you've always been. That's like almost always what I've gotten. Like, you know, you're a very strong person. Just, just revert to, to that. Keep being what we know you are. You're very reliable. You're very smart. And you're you're going to be just fine. And I think that people don't realize how dismissive that is, especially like, and, and that's why I, I look back and I'm like, that's why I've struggled. Even in different situations today as an adult with my parents and even with my husband in different times where I'm trying to be vulnerable and honest, the response is usually, well, you know, you got to snap out of it, right? I mean, that's not really productive what you're feeling we need you to kind of go back to being the productive person that you've always been. And all that's ever done really for me, it's just made it very hard. I don't, um, I just don't enjoy it. I, I almost don't, I don't trust a lot of people enough to be vulnerable without feeling the judgment or without feeling some type of emotional scarring. Mm-hmm. So therefore I just rather not do it. Right? I just rather continue being the confident, strong, productive person that everyone's gotten used to because that person's consistent and, and, and is predictable. So nobody, vulnerability almost makes you, at times when you share things that are vulnerable, for the most part, is things that people don't always know about you or may not really even believe because they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. But I've never seen that before. Or are you sure that's un- how you feel? Or it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It makes them uncomfortable to receive it. And so that's right. where like, we always talk about being vulnerable because it's um, like you said, the Ted talk, I thought it was awesome. That Ted talk and it was eye opening. I'm going to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like there's some things I need to learn for sure. Learn from it. But one thing it's not just like why the reason a lot of people struggle being vulnerable is because at times maybe we've shared with the wrong person or that person wasn't fully vulnerable enough to receive it. Yep. Or you didn't get a good reaction, right? Like you, like in your instances, sometimes where people are like, "Oh no, no, I don't, I don't want this part of you." Can you go back to no. being the other? And you're like, "But this is also me." <laughs> My, have you ever tried because because you've noticed that some of the people that you try to be vulnerable with don't really have the most positive response to it? Have you ever considered or even tried, like just? opening up with the fact that, hey, I'm about to share my heart with you. I'm about to share some deep things with you. I appreciate it if you have an open mind, if you can try to hear me 
and really connect with what I'm trying to say, because I think that kind of prepares people for something when you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Cause like you mentioned too, sometimes it catches people off guard. Cause I've noticed that with my husband, like I'll be like, I'll break down real fast and be like, Whoa, it's not that he's not, he doesn't want to listen, but it's like, it catches them off guard that I'm telling him something so deep. So I think that that would help too. So is that something that you've tried before? It's not, it, it's honestly not. And I, and I think that that's, um, I mean, it's worth a shot and I'm, and I'm definitely, I'll definitely try it because another thing is like also, I'll be honest, sometimes when, because I'm not comfortable being vulnerable, times when I am being vulnerable, I'm not even ready for it or I'm not like fully there, right? <laughs> right. So like it takes a level of self-awareness and it's a beautiful thing though to be that self-aware, to be like, to almost prepare someone, but then in, in the same time you're preparing yourself, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, to be like, I'm, I'm about to share something with you. Um, that's, that's, you know, I'm going to be very honest and it's going to be a little hard for me. And, it, you know, let's just talk through this where sometimes when I do get up to a point where I have been vulnerable, it's like almost when I'm at a breaking point, which means I'm not always ready for it. I'm mm-hmm. almost never ready for it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I think that that, but I think that's one of the biggest struggles that I have, but I, I like that space and now I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. I have to give it a try because I, I know that I, I want to be vulnerable with people, especially those that I love and hold so dear to where just like, I would like for them to be vulnerable with me and feel comfortable. Cause when you're, when you're vulnerable with somebody, you feel comfortable enough with them. You're in a, you feel like safe. you're in a safe space safety. Yeah. to, to be able to do that. And that's why, like in your case, Katie, I mean, what you did took a whole bunch of courage to do it. What you said, 300 people. I mean, that's insane. Like to, to be able to do that and share something so personal that will expose you. Some people didn't contact you, but I'm sure there were people out there that were judging you For and sure. saying, or, or saying something like she lying. Mm. She don't stutter. She just wants attention. Okay. Yeah, she's too like, smart. How could she have a stuttering problem? But that's what you, to be able to put yourself in that spot, you know, it takes a certain level of growth and comfort with vulnerability within yourself to, to even get to that point. Well, you know, I mean, something about being so honest about who you are is that you know that someone can use it against you at some point. You know that it could happen. And that goes, that I'm not even talking about work. But I mean, even if you just think about your marriage and you say something like you're honest about a flaw that you have or, you know, something you're trying to work on or something like that. And then, you know, the next time it comes up, it's not in this like very kind, vulnerable, safe place, but rather it's like, oh, you know how you do this though. Even you said it, even you admitted it. Right. And so, and, and it's, that is, I think one of the things that makes it so hard to be so open about yourself so vulnerable with the people closest to you because you know that this like deep fear of who you are that makes you feel inferior that you're about to share with someone else they may confirm it at a later date which makes it even worse and so that's really hard and I don't know I mean I think that um going through life, not being vulnerable because of those things is not, it, it, it outweighs being who I am purely. And like almost all of the time outweighs whatever potential 
um, challenges can come along with being vulnerable, even though it really does hurt, but that's a real thing. And I'll, I can see you both nodding your head as I'm talking about this, because you know that that is real. And I think the other thing is it's unnatural. Like, I don't think anybody should feel bad about being not being naturally vulnerable because it's not natural to be vulnerable at all. It's a growth. It's a growth process for anyone because we're the way that we're wired. And I recently talked to my therapist about this, the way that we're wired is we're constantly going through that kind of fight or flight mode where we're like, okay, I have to survive. We're also constantly, our brain is wired to say, okay, I need to fix things. I need to get things right. We're also wired to protect ourselves. None of that aligns with vulnerability. So it's something that you're constantly having to be intentional about. And even like when I mentioned like to Mai about like, hey, I'm about to have this open conversation with you. That doesn't feel natural necessarily, but it's necessary in some instances to create that, that safe environment. So that's what it made me think of too. And what it made me just think of like, what motivates me now, um, just being completely honest, is more so what in the TED Talk Brene Brown was saying where we don't have the ability to just become numb to certain feelings and not others right so it's like almost it made me it's like I almost took it as a challenge right to be where maybe you know being accepting the uncomfortable putting myself out there exposing myself with the possibility of being ridiculed later or it being used against me or whatever the the negative that may come will also allow me to just also experience joy and happiness maybe at a level that I've never experienced before and that alone no yeah exactly like that makes me feel like wow maybe the the fact that I've been guarded and and so in tune with with not allowing myself to be vulnerable because of the possibility that I may be um made fun of even by my kids means I haven't even fully allowed myself to love my kids the the way they they should be loved right Mm -hmm. and that's where or even my husband because I have not fully allowed myself to be vulnerable with him at all times Maybe I haven't even been able to to tap into the full love that he really does have for me and vice versa. So that's the challenge I took, which is why I want to re-listen to it to almost take notes and, 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 and write a little to-do list for myself because that's just the type A in me to be able to on a daily basis, almost like just to take up that charge and be like, okay, today, let me be more more vulnerable with myself so that I know I can see the possibilities and opportunities that I have be vulnerable with others to ultimately be able to to love them better and be loved by them better and, and so that's what I'm trying to, to get from it because um because it's still hard I don't enjoy it and like what you said Katie about you know them using it against you that's happened to me so many times mm-hmm. and and it hurts and it hurts and it cuts so deep mm-hmm. when at times you're like yo I told you this in a, in a low moment or in a moment where I thought I was safe and then now you're using it against me mm-hmm. almost to, you know, like just, just flaunting my flaws in my face, something that I already know and that I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. It, it just really destroys like the future possibility of being vulnerable with you again. Yeah, exactly. No trust. Was, yeah, absolutely. And Maya, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, you want to kind of go back, take notes, see if you can kind of like put together some sort of plan and be more intentional about it. And that sounds a lot like what Stacy said earlier about 
you know, wanting to, you know, that it's not natural to be vulnerable given all of those kind of instinctual things, inherent things as humans that we have, you know, to protect and, um, and, and those kind of things. And she mentioned like being vulnerable is, is something you have to do intentionally. Stace, could you talk a little bit more about that intentionality? Yeah. So I would say probably within the last year or two, um, I've been mindfully intentional about being more vulnerable um, just because I had this kind of like revelation that kind of what we talked about earlier with Katie is that it has such a profound impact on others. And so it's very selfish of me to not be vulnerable. Mm. And I feel strongly that God has called us for community to support each other. So who am I to sit here trying to protect myself all the time when I could be out there making connections with people, helping them move forward mentally, helping them get past certain limiting beliefs or certain limits that they've already put on themselves because of whatever trials they're going for. Like, who am I to do that? Like, and so it just kind of clicked for me where I was like, whenever I, whenever it comes up in a conversation and I feel led. I feel led to open up. I feel led to share things that are really personal and close to me. I, I sometimes have this internal conversation with myself where I'm like, Ooh, no girl, don't do that. It's not time. That's TMI. Like, let's not share that. And then it's like, no, no, no. We've talked about this girl. Like we've talked about what you're called to do. And one of those things is to share and make connections with people and be vulnerable. So it's like this whole dialogue goes up, goes on in my head. And then I push past it most times. And I just go ahead and have the conversation and I found, you know, you get different responses, but I mean, I would say most of the time you can just sense that connection. You can sense the other person appreciating it. You can sense them opening it and opening up. And then a lot of times I'll find out later, like I even went on a double date last week and I found out that being vulnerable with somebody like three years ago helped them through a miscarriage. And it was just like, I didn't, I had that much of an impact on you, but you, you just don't know how positive you can be through your vulnerability. So I have been intentional. I've been intentional about my postpartum depression. I've, that's been a challenge for me during both pregnancies. I've shared, shared that with both Katie and my, and we've, they've supported me through that. And I've tried to support them through all of their postpartum struggles as well too. Um, and so Katie, do you want to share about how I talked yeah. about my postpartum depression with you too? Oh yeah, I really do. It's, um, it was so special for me because Stacy had her son maybe 10 months, nine months before I had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, I checked on her a lot because she also made it clear to Maya and I that she uh, had struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety also. Is that right? I had some anxiety, but it was mainly the postpartum depression, but there was some anxiety too. Right. So you shared with us that you had PPD after having your daughter. Um, And Mm -hmm. so we both were aware that we needed to check in on you uh, postpartum with your son. And so about nine months later, I had my daughter and I had so many different emotions. And it was my first baby and um, Stacy and I were both, both kept really close uh, during that time, but Stacy especially was checking in on me about depression and, you know, it, it is what I'm feeling normal when, you know, it, do you think I should talk to someone about this? And she was just so supportive of that. 
that eventually I got to a point where I'm not sure if it, you know, I'll never, I'll never know if it was postpartum depression or COVID or the combination, mm-hmm. of both, but I was in a really low place and I, um, I sought, uh, healthcare, um, I sought professional care and, uh, got help with the, uh, postpartum depression issues I think that were going on. So, I mean, it is a bit more open now, but until you have a very close friend that tells you like, here's what it feels like. And it is terrible and it's suffocating and it's hard, but there are ways out. And, um, I didn't feel alone in feeling that I didn't feel abnormal or atypical. I felt like, okay, I mean, this is just, this is just my body doing its thing. Like there's no preventing this kind of thing. So I felt a lot more comfortable getting help as a result of that. So I was super grateful for her being vulnerable in that way uh, with me and the, and the, you know, during her second pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And did, um, did you have anything else you wanted to add Stacey on being intentional? Um, I just wanted to share something that has really been, um, really big for me and it really, it overlaps with vulnerability and that's why I want to share it. Um, and I've been talking to you, like when it comes up in my family group chats or whatever, I try to throw it out there too. And one thing I've been vulnerable about it, vulnerable about lately is that I have been naturally a people pleaser, um, and also caring a lot about what people think about me and always worried about everybody else feeling comfortable. And I've like been breaking out of that. I feel like it's a bondage is what I'm going to call it. I've been breaking (laughs) out of that bondage over the last year. And it's just really refreshing Mm. and there is an overlap of vulnerability because it's like, okay, I got to get past caring what people think so that I can share my, my darkest moments so that I can share when I feel insecure so that I can share what I'm struggling with. And it's so freeing when you start that journey. I think we're human. So we're always going to, you're always going to care what people think to some degree, but not to getting to a point where you can be fully yourself and fully vulnerable and not caring about what people think is just a great place to be you start you start feeling more authentic you start feeling like your real self and you start actually living mm-hmm. so if you can start that journey I highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> wow that's pretty inspiring um I think we we all can hope and aspire to be at that point um where we can you know live a, an authentic life and not be as concerned with what other people might think thank you so much for taking the time to listen today please be sure to write a review and follow us wherever you get your podcasts you can also find us on instagram at fem collective podcast and we really hope you continue the discussion by joining our fem collective facebook group so until next time this is fem collective where it's all about empowering connection through her perspective <laughs>